So I've got a big secret about confidence to share with you today, and I really mean that. It's a big secret. This is a big deal, and it can really solve a lot of problems for you if you've been struggling with um, what you might call a lack of confidence on the basketball court and in life. Um, even if you've been confident in the past, this will really, really help you. So this is such a big deal partially because what we're told by most experts and coaches about confidence is for the most part beside the point. A lot of, um, you hear a lot of coaches say things like success breeds confidence. In other words, if you have some success at something, you'll become more confident at it naturally. And no kidding, that's true, like everybody knows that. But if you don't have any confidence, how successful can you expect to be. And so we get caught in this catch 22. Without the confidence, you won't have the success. Without the success, you won't have the confidence. And it's this cycle to nowhere, right? So that's not really helpful advice. And in addition to that, a lot of coaches and experts will say, um, you know, just speak positively to yourself, convince yourself that you're good at something or, or convince yourself that you're confident and you'll be that way. And we also know that not to be true at all, right? If you try to convince yourself of something that you know is not true, then you basically will create this fracture in your psyche where you just don't believe the words that you're telling yourself. And that creates a lot of other like second and third order problems down the line. So we want to avoid that completely. However, there is a solution. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to share with you a story about the lowest point of my entire life. <laughs> this this truly was the like looking back on my life, this was my absolute low point. There was nothing even close to the amount of pain I was in at this point. <clears throat> and this is where I discovered this. So this happened back in 2016 in the fall. Uh, I think it was like October. And I basically I was in Australia and went through the worst breakup I could have ever possibly imagined. It was just heart shattering, soul crushing, like worst pain ever. And to make matters even worse, I was to fly shortly after this breakup, I was to fly from Australia to Tampa to speak at an Elliot Hulse event. And Elliot Hulse is this uh, big YouTuber at the time. He was much bigger than he is today. And um, I was meant to speak at this event with, you know, several hundred people of coaches and trainers and, uh, you know, business figures and so on and so forth. And I was going to speak in front of this room. So I was flying from Australia to Tampa. It's like a, whatever the case may be. I think it's like a 15 hour flight or something, not a fun flight. And I am just crushed. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I am like in the deepest, darkest emotional pain that I've ever been in, in my life. Physically, I'm completely exhausted, not only because of the emotional pain, but just the travel and the, um, <clears throat> you know, being crammed into an airplane seat for 15 hours right before a talk, not a good idea. And in addition to that, I, uh, I had never given a talk like this before. I'd never done any public speaking at that time. And so I, you could say my confidence wasn't just zero. It was like negative 100 or whatever. It was so, so bad. I was in the worst state I possibly could have been in to give that talk. And so I had zero, uh, less than zero confidence. I land in my in Tampa, I go to my Airbnb, you know, get some like awful sleep the night before and I haven't prepared anything for this talk. So I jump on my computer, like pound some coffee, <laughs> mash together this presentation that I'm going to give in several hours, go down to the conference room feeling as though like what in the world am I going to do? I just feel 
the worst I've ever felt in my life and I'm supposed to do something that I've never done before in my worst state ever. And <laughs> there are a whole bunch of relatively important people that are about to see me. So I walk into the conference room, you know, Elliot greets me and he kind of, I still remember he gave me this look like, oh, are you okay? And he didn't say this out loud, but I could tell he was looking at me up and down like, all right, like, I guess, I guess you got to do this. And um, he was right. I didn't really have a choice. And so he just kind of gave me that look and said, all right, it's your turn. Get up there. So I go backstage, hook in the mic. And there was this moment where I literally felt like I just wanted to crawl up into a ball and like, <laughs> you know, just hide in the back room and sleep it off until the following year. Like I, I was just not, no part of me wanted to get up there, but I didn't have a choice. And so I walked up and there was this moment where I'm looking out at this crowd of people, several hundred people who are all like intently staring at me, expecting me to be, you know, delivering this big charismatic talk or whatever. And there's this moment where I just said, you know, whatever, I, I just have to do this. Regardless of how I feel, there's no way that I could possibly manufacture the confidence to do this. I am just in the worst state ever and I've never done this before, so I have no confidence anyway. Even if I hadn't gone through the breakup, I wouldn't be confident at all. And I just put this presentation together like a couple hours ago and so like I'm not in a good place. And uh, in that moment, I just said, all right, like forget it. I'm just going to do this. Regardless of how I feel, I'm just going to do it. And I start speaking and as I began to speak and as, as words began to come out and as the audience began to react, something happened that um, it feels like it forever changed me. And that, that might be a little bit dramatic, but it, it really felt like something magical happened in that state where I was at the lowest of the low. Imagine like in this deep, dark well right at the bottom, curled up, like shattered on the ground. It was as though like the spirit came through and lifted me up and guided me through that talk. And I could feel the momentum building and it wasn't a feeling so much of confidence growing as I began to speak, but of courage. Okay, not confidence, but courage, the courage to do the thing that I had absolutely no confidence in and to do it in spite of that, okay? To do the thing that I had no confidence about and to do it regardless of my amount of confidence, just to simply step up and do it anyway. And there's this, I was reminded of this beautiful, beautiful quote by a philosopher that essentially, it's very simple. He said, nature loves courage. Nature loves courage. And when you step up, in other words, nature rewards courage in the sense that it will open doors for you where previously there were only walls. And he, the analogy that he used at the time was it's as though you throw yourself off of an abyss to realize that you're landing on a feather bed. And nature loves courage, nature rewards courage. And what I found during that talk is that I didn't need confidence. I simply needed the courage to do it anyway. And by no means was this a special event or, or was I special in doing that? I literally just didn't have a choice. And so I was backed into a corner and had to do it. But what our veteran practitioners of the deep game have realized is that when you do the thing that you're not confident about and you have the courage to do it anyway, a deeper form of confidence is born, okay? And in my model, I like to split up confidence into two uh, distinct parts, okay? First, we have what many experts talk about, which is situational confidence. And I'll, I'll tell you what happened at that talk in, in just a moment, but I'd like to make this distinction first. 
we have situational confidence, which is essentially confidence that you have in particular situations. You know, with one friend group, you're very funny and charismatic and comfortable. Maybe with another group at school, you don't feel so funny and charismatic and you don't have a lot of confidence around those people. Situationally, you know, when you're in this situation with your close friends, you feel really good, you're confident. When you're in another situation, you don't feel so confident. That's situational confidence. Maybe you play really well against a specific team or with a specific team. And then there's other teams that you have no confidence in because they've shut you down in the past. That's situational confidence. And that is the type of confidence that's built by the technique that most experts and coaches are um, asking of you, which is basically have some success and you'll have some confidence. Well, that only breeds situational confidence, meaning you will be confident in situations that you've had success in in the past and situations that you haven't had success in, you won't be confident in. For me, um, I was generally a confident person at that time. You know, I wasn't feeling so confident after that breakup, but in general in my life, I was fairly confident. However, public speaking, not confident at all because I'd never done it, you know? So situational confidence. On the other hand, we have what I would call core confidence. And core confidence is literally at your core, you are a confident human being, period. Meaning you are confident in every single situation that you find yourself in in your life. Doesn't mean that you've had success in those situations, but you just generally feel good in your own skin. You feel confident in your ability to handle whatever comes your way. That type of confidence is, as you can imagine, infinitely more valuable than any, I've got something in my eye, than any amount of, uh, sorry about that, Got, then any amount of situational confidence, core confidence is, <laughs> it's like a diamond versus a series of rocks. The diamond is what you truly want. It's at your core, you are confident no matter where you are, who you're with, what situation you find yourself in, you feel confident in your ability to handle it. Not necessarily to be outrageously successful in absolutely anything, but just comfortable in your ability to handle whatever amount of success that you do or don't have. And uh, in that, there, there's sort of a, the implication that you're also comfortable handling any losses that are dealt your way. You're comfortable in your ability to gracefully lose and gracefully fail as well as gracefully win. And so it's this core, it's like what you might call good person confidence, you know, like confident all the time. And situational confidence, I want to make one more distinction, situational confidence very often, as you've seen, gives birth to arrogance and cockiness. And that is because there is deeper underlying insecurities in the person in themselves. And so they feel confident in a situation where they've found success in the past. And so they kind of pin all of their confidence to that one ability, the one thing that they're good at. And you can tell that they're overcompensating. There's an imbalance. There's other all these other things that they're insecure about and insecure in themselves but they front because they've had some amount of confidence in one little area, right? This is, you know, a lot of jocks in high school have this, a lot of uh, bullies, you know, have this. Core confidence has no arrogance or cockiness or anything like that uh, at all because they're simply comfortable in their own skin. They're confident in every situation. And so core confidence, I realized that day during this talk, is born out of courage. It's born out of courage. And courage can only arise when you are not confident in the thing that you are doing. It literally is a prerequisite. You have to, for, for courage to be born, 
I had to not be confident in my ability to give that talk that day. And simply by stepping up and having the courage to do it anyway, um, that courage arose and that core confidence was born. And by the time I finished that talk, I, in some sense, I actually felt like I had um, not entirely healed, but like part of me that was broken got stitched back together. And there was, uh, it was like all of the little shattered pieces of me from that breakup and from the exhaustion and so on and so forth, they just came back together. And they were not, I wasn't healed, but I, I was in the process of healing simply because I had stepped up and been uh, courageous enough to do the thing that I so had absolutely no faith in my ability to, to do. Now, you'll also notice that this type of courage, um, and by the way, after that talk, um, it turns out it went spectacularly well. Many p people came up to me after, this, after the talk and... Uh, <clears throat> and said that it was their favorite talk of the series, that they were so inspired and so on and so forth. And I was just happy that it, like, I didn't fall flat on my face. But the fact that people were actually inspired by it and, uh, and that it went so well, that was like um, beyond anything that I possibly could have expected. And so that was the perfect example for me of nature loves courage, nature rewards courage. Now, courage, number one, as we said, can only be inspired by um, not having confidence in the thing that you're doing. Courage is required to overcome that lack of confidence. At the same time, um, <laughs> courage is something that can only be, uh, you have full control over, okay? When we look at situational confidence, we're not in control of the situations for the most part that we find ourselves in. We're not in control of the confidence that we feel in those situations, especially if um, you know situational confidence requires some success at those things. And so it's, it's wildly out of our control. A lot of people stumble into success and they get a little bit of situational confidence and they become arrogant and so on and so forth. But that's just a happening in the world. It's something that happens to them. It's not something that they make happen necessarily. Courage is completely and totally within your control. You have the option at all times to step up and be courageous in the face of a lack of confidence. And the more you find yourself doing this and find opportunities to do things uh, with a lack of confidence, simply by generating the courage to do those things, the more that core confidence will be, will be born and it will stick with you throughout everything that you do in your life. And this doesn't require you to be successful at the thing that you are courageous uh, enough to do. It doesn't require anything except for the act of courage itself. And you will find that nature loves courage. Nature rewards courage. And nature will open doors for you where you thought there were only walls before if you are courageous enough to just charge through anyway. Regardless of the confidence that you feel in yourself, in that moment, have the courage to step up and do it anyway. And as I found... That is when real confidence, core confidence is born. Situational confidence comes and goes. It is completely situation dependent. It is largely out of our control. And it is just wildly, um, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like 
being walked by a dog, right? I've used this analogy in the past. If you uh, go to walk your dog, this is a kind of strange analogy, but if you go to walk your dog, you, you will find that that dog darts all over the place. They want to sniff something over here. They want to run up to a stranger and say hi to them. They want to go this place and that place. And they, in general, are just totally out of, out of control. So if you allow your dog to walk you, it's kind of like pinning your entire sense of confidence onto this situational um, circumstance, right? It'll take you every which way and you'll find yourself completely out of control and uh, out of control of your own self-esteem, your own self sense of confidence. When you develop core confidence, it is like walking that dog and you are going in the route that you are going regardless of where that dog wants to go. It can go all over the place, but you're still walking in this way. And that, that's really the only way that you can walk a dog. If you have a dog, you know what I mean. And that really is the difference. Are you walking the dog or is the dog walking you? One way you are in control, one way you are out of control. And uh, that core confidence, to summarize, is born out of courage. It is born out of the simple fact of courageously doing the thing that you don't have confidence in, right? Speaking to the pretty girl when you're shy, <laughs> stepping onto the court and playing hard regardless of how confident you are in your ability, regardless of how nervous you are, how much uh, you find yourself trapped in your head, just stepping up and saying, forget it, like win, lose, or draw, I am going to play and I'm going to play my heart out. And that type of courage is rewarded. You may not win every single time. You may not have spectacular success every single time, but you will be rewarded, okay? And you will be rewarded with something that is much, much, much more powerful than any amount of external success, which is that core confidence, that sense of being at home, anywhere that you are in the world, being at home in your core. And, uh, truly like above all else that is my wish for you and so veteran practitioners of the deep game <laughs> will always look for these situations to do things without confidence actually and to self-manufacture the courage to do those things in spite of the lack of confidence so that's my invitation to you do the thing that you're not confident about don't even look for the confidence you know if it's not there it's not there but have the courage to do it anyway and you will be rewarded Hey, it's Coach Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is go to deepgame.com or click the link in the description and it'll take you to our free Deep Game Masterclass where you'll actually learn the entire Deep Game of basketball with all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know as a high-level basketball player. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives and it's completely free. So go to deepgame.com right now or just click the link in the description and I I can't wait to see you there.